systems check. Please stow all carry-on items in the under-seat compartment. For your safety, remain seated with your seatbelt fastened during your flight and watch your children. In the Okay, folks. Look, the show is all the way across town, but I got you a really fast car. Okay, wait. It's out in the alley. Hey, guys. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 234 for the week of August 7th, 2011. If you've ever stayed in a Walt Disney World resort before, you undoubtedly know my next guest very well. She is the person who welcomes you to Disney and helps kick off your vacation with her list of must-sees and must-dos at Disney. She is, of course, known simply as Stacy, and she's my guest this week in a fun interview about her journey, role, and some funny stories along the way. I'll then have a few announcements before playing more of your voicemails at the end of the show, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. Hi, I'm Stacy. Welcome to the Walt Disney World Top 7 Must-Sees. If you've ever stayed in a Walt Disney World resort, you undoubtedly know my next guest. In fact, you may know her even better than some of your favorite characters in the parks. You might even feel as though you've toured the parks with her. Because for years, she has woken up guests and prepared them for their day in Walt Disney World and tucked them into bed at night, leaving them to dream about their adventures the following day. Formerly trained in the most prestigious performing arts school in the country, her face and voice are instantly recognizable to Walt Disney World guests from around the world. And you know you've hit it big time when people know you simply by your first name. And if I say Stacy, you know I am talking about my next guest. She is the Walt Disney World Resort TV's Stacy J. Oswald. Stacy, I am so excited to welcome you to the WDW Radio Show. Thank you. It's such a pleasure and an honor. I appreciate it. No, listen, this is a big thrill for me. I'm, I'm talking to, I see you all the time, and now I get to talk to you and, and sort of answer you back. So, but yeah, you know. The I, only thing that would make it better is if I knocked on your door right now and was like, hello, I'm here. Oh, there you go. Boyhood dream come true. Stacy knocks on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hungry, so I want to know what's for dinner because I need a snack. Oh, uh, you see, already we're bonding. Stacy, you and I are bonding because it's all about the food. Oh, my gosh, I love my food. Attractions in Walt Disney World are things you... That's just what you do in between meals to sort of pass the time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, I say to people, it takes... Because sometimes people see me and, and they'll say, oh, you must not eat. And I, and I eat. I eat. I eat. I graze throughout the day. And um, it takes a lot of energy to be me. So I need my food. 
<laughs> you know women who are listening to go, no, she doesn't. She doesn't eat a thing. She's probably like yogurt and granola and that's it. <laughs> no, I mean, if you don't nail it down around me, it's, it's probably not safe, so... <laughs> Well, listen, before we uh, before we get into you becoming Simply Stacy, um, your career and sort of your dreams of being in show business started very early on. And like I alluded to, you started very young and, and with performing and you eventually go on to being formally trained. Can you tell us a little bit about um, some of your early starts in showbiz? Because you had a very sort of different career and different career paths uh, and sort of obviously where you went to school. Yeah, I started um, as a dancer. I did ballet and modern and jazz and flamenco. And I actually was in a professional ballet company when I was in high school. And I decided, thankfully, I have wonderful parents and a wonderful family who supported my need to be creative. And so I said, one day I said, I want to go to the Juilliard School. And it never really occurred to me that I wouldn't get to go. I didn't, thankfully at the time, understand the whole audition process and people sometimes get accepted and some get rejected. So it just sort of, that's kind of how I am too. I put something in my mind that this is what's going to happen and I'm doing it and it doesn't even occur to me that I won't get to. So I trained really hard and, and I went to the audition and then thankfully I got accepted to Juilliard. And so that just launched and, and continued a whole career of dance for me, which was amazing and took me all over the country and danced with different companies. And and then I ended up teaching and choreographing in performing arts high schools and um, sort of got to be on that side of the, the dance world. And then I started to do some commercials and I didn't really grow up as an actor, but I've always been a performer uh, as a dancer, obviously. And then I was also a competitive artistic roller skater. <laughs> I know, cricket, cricket. Um, <laughs> and you don't mean like you don't mean like disco skating at the roller rink in the eighties with bad hair and members only jackets or roller. You mean like national championship? No, that would be N O Lou N O. No, there were a lot of rhinestones, and there's a lot of hairspray and makeup tastefully done but it's not roller derby i don't knock anyone down on purpose anyway and it's all it's kind of like figure skating but on roller skate again the cricket (laughs) (laughs) um so anyway i am but anyway i was a competitive skater at different times in my life and then i started doing commercials and i ended up going on this fateful audition in atlanta for Disney. I was actually going for a, an infomercial, I think some Time Warner something or other music collection, the many that they have. And I ended up getting put on tape for the Disney, the Top 7 Must Sees campaign. And I was supposed to go back to Atlanta the next day to do that. But since I lived in Charlotte, it was like an eight-hour round-trip adventure. So they said, oh, we'll just put you on tape today instead of you coming back tomorrow. And so I did the best I could and went back to Charlotte and I found out a couple of days later I had a call back and I went back to Atlanta and met with the amazing director, Tom Denolf, who is a great guy. And I got the job a few days later. So it was, that was literally kind of how this whole life roller coaster <laughs> began. And here I am, you know, six years later, I, I can't even believe it. It's been 
just so amazing. I feel so fortunate. So when you sort of, uh, when you roller skate down the turnpike to, to Orlando or to Atlanta, sorry, for the audition, do you have any sort of idea what this is for, this, this show that's going to run 24-7? And if so, how do you kind of prepare for that kind of an audition? Well, again, being just, I being inexperienced, I've never had any formal, at that point, I never had any formal acting training. And so I kind of, and they sort of, they don't tell you the full scope of things necessarily because sometimes they can't because of confidentiality or sometimes they just don't know, but they give you an idea of, okay, you're going to be talking straight to camera about the different things to do at Disney World. And they gave me, actually, they gave me the copy about Summit Plummet, you know, um, 55 miles an hour, straight down the chute, brother, you know, that one. <laughs> and, uh, and I had to try to get it memorized as best as I could in a few minutes. And thankfully, whatever way that my brain is configured, I'm really good at memorizing things if I can see them on the paper. So I just tried to cram it into my brain as best I could. And obviously I said, okay, it's Disney World, so I'm not going to be delivering it like I'm Masterpiece Theater. So I've got to have some energy. I've got to have some pep in my step. So I think, um, I think honestly, it just it just fit me. Like I didn't give it a lot of thought because there's sometimes when you get an audition and you get a script and you just it just feels like that pair of jeans that fits you really well. You just kind of click into your your own personality. And the one thing about hosting that I love is I get to play the role of myself, um, either slightly exaggerated or slightly diminished, but it, I get to play myself, which I really love about hosting. So I, I just kind of went for it, and I don't really, even to this day when I audition, I don't really attach myself to the expectation of what the outcome's going to be. I just go and do it the, the best I can, and and I let it go and move on to the next one until someone calls me and says, hey, you get to do it. And I go, okay, great, thanks. <laughs> and I show up. So, so when you get the phone call that that you've got it, you're going to be the the twenty four seven Disney girl. Um, is it like, yikes! Now I've got to do this thing, or do they, and do they send you a, a script before you go down and start shooting it? Well, the Disney the top seven musties was literally my first kind of real. I mean, it was my first job hosting. It was my first kind of real entry into an on camera career. So. I, being an optimist, just kind of went, oh, great, I got it, that's great. And then when the script arrived, and I had about four days to learn it, and it was a nice, thick 25-pager, something like that, (laughs) I had a moment of, oh, dear Lord, what have I done? (laughs) (laughs) I I did have a moment of, oh, my gosh, maybe they've made the wrong choice, Um, uh, okay, I, I, I can do it. I can do it. But I did, I did stop for a second to think, wow, uh, this is the real deal. And so I was, I was going back home to New York to visit my family for a couple of days. And that had already been planned before I knew about this job. So I went back home with my script in hand. I was studying it on the plane. I was talking to myself on the plane. So you can imagine people are looking at me like, wow, you can let anybody fly anymore. (laughs) So I, but I didn't care at that point. I said, you know, I don't care if people think I'm crazy. I still don't think care if people think I'm crazy. I got to know my, my words. So I got to New York and my family, again, so supportive. And they 
would incorporate somehow into the conversation. We could be talking about, oh, look at the nice tree outside, and my dad would say, well, isn't that kind of like a tree at Epcot? And I would go, well, yes, Dad, and, you know, the kinds of food at Epcot, and I would launch into one of the, the long monologues. And so my family really, really helped me. My nephew at the time was about seven, and he loved to read, so he would sit there with me and hold the script pages as I would talk to him, and he would say, oh, no, that word, you have to change it to this. Or So by the time I got to Florida, I felt... I felt really confident about the words on the page. It was just a matter of what are they going to make me do with it? Because I didn't really know. I didn't have a frame of reference. It's not like um, an existing show that I knew about that I could watch and say, oh, this is kind of the genre of it or this is the style. And I knew that there was another similar one running once I got there. So when I got into my resort room, I clicked it on and I watched um, I watched what was it, was already running but I will say the director um, was a really cool guy, and he would call me the few days leading up. He'd call me, like, every day, and he'd say, you know your words? You know your words? <laughs> and because he knew, he knew that I needed to be really, really confident. So when I was walking and talking and twirling and jumping, that I wasn't thinking about what I was saying, that it was just in my blood, and I didn't have to think about what came next on my on my copy that I could just focus on the experience so that it was really real. So it was really interesting. I remember I think the first shot was um, with some characters in Epcot. And I just remember going, okay, I mean, this is it. This is, this is really happening. And just diving in literally with all my my limbs and just said, okay, let's make this amazing. And, um, and it was, I mean, and it still is. I mean, every time I go to do something new, even when I'm recording in the voiceover studio, um, it's just, it's great. I mean, I just feel, I just feel so honored to be a part of everyone's vacation and people send me great emails about how they, they, they kind of take me along everywhere, but I guess you really can't get away from me. So you probably don't. (laughs) Well, you can turn the TV off. You could turn the TV off. <laughs> you and I mean this in the best. You can't escape Stacy even if you tried, because as soon as you turn that TV, <laughs> but you know you're talking about that first shot, and obviously I'm sure there were, there were jitters, but it always seems very natural. It seems very organic, and that's why I asked you about a script because it seems as though it's just Stacy being Stacy. I mean, did you find that as the days went on, you became more comfortable and more sort of. Stacy-ish. I mean, you sort of found your groove, or did they sort of give you direction about how to sort of portray Stacy? Well, I I think that definitely me being myself is what helped me get the job. I mean, you know, my personality. I, I will say for the record, I don't necessarily scream as much in my daily life <laughs> unless I'm really excited. But, you know, people think I scream all the time, and I don't scream all the time. I just scream some of the time. But, I mean, they really, there was a certain energy they wanted. And I, I mean, I'm a person who's really energetic by nature. So it's not like I, um, I had to really work at being peppy and happy and cheerful. But they definitely took it to a level that even sometimes I was thinking to myself, my gosh, my voice my voice is really high right now. 
Okay, they're liking it. Okay. Oh, you want it higher. Okay. And, you know, and oh, you want more energy. So by the end of the first day, I really got a sense of what what they wanted, and they were really great. The director, the writer, other producers, everyone was really, really cool with me, and they let me play around. And, you know, there's a lot of, of scripted stuff, but there's also things that were ad-libbed and things that I threw in that they kept or things that, as we were shooting, um, the writer would say, hey, um, say something like this, or what do you think about that over there? And I would just kind of start improvising. So... I, I definitely feel like my personality is what helps get me the job because you can't really, at least in my opinion, you can't make somebody be somebody else in this in this kind of situation. I mean, because so much of the experience of watching the shows is me really experiencing how fun it is to get launched on the Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith or dropping on Summit Plummet. I mean, I'm not faking <laughs> having my stomach in my throat. I mean, I am a good actress, but I'm not that good. So I really am having fun. But, but there are definitely times when I'm a little more amped up. Yeah, I, I can't sort of imagine the director saying, you know what, Stacey, we need a little more energy. We need a little, a little bit more pep than you were before, um, because like I said, it does seem as though it's just very natural. And and I was watching over and over and over again. I, I kind of know the script by heart, especially thanks to my six-year-old son, who may, may very well have a crush on you. But I wondered, oh. <laughs> did they write out yummy, 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 look at those choppers, let's rock, baby? Or was that just Stacey being Stacey? Um, some of it was me. Some of it was a collaboration of me and the writer. Thankfully, Paul Minutis, who wrote it, was. we have the same kind of brain, and that was really great. Once I realized that I could click into sort of my energy and his energy, we were very compatible. Um, but he's an amazingly talented guy, and so he really he really knew what what needed to be done and what needed to be said, and and uh, and then and then as I got more comfortable and as we I kind of got into the whole process of it, things were flying out of my mouth and sometimes it was like did he say that did I say that so it was a really nice a nice chemistry and you know the cool thing about it is that you know there's no teleprompters there's no cue cards I mean I I had it in my brain and and then I let it just sort of come out as it wanted to and I did my own things with it but. It was very physically demanding to keep that energy up for days and days and days and and to make sure that every time I go and I do something new that I have that I can that I can feel like it's still the same show and and now the must do Disney has the cool studio component in it, so you have the green screen and you have all that cool technology going on so I mean Disney's amazing they really know how to keep things moving forward with with the time so well you said it was uh, you said it was physically demanding I, I assume you do all of your own stunts but you know was things like riding summit plummet and things was sort of any bumps and bruises along the way during the during the filming I did and I actually am slightly disappointed that I did not take pictures of them <laughs> I had some good bruises I had some good blisters and uh, so I definitely had the, the scars to prove it, but it was worth every single one of them. And I'm being a dancer. I mean, I'm a tough cookie. I, I, you know, when you have a bloody toe from a point shoe, I mean, 
who cares if you have a couple blisters? I mean, it's, it's kind of relative. And, and I knew that I needed to do my job and I needed to do it amazingly well. And so I just kind of, uh, wrote it out and got, and went through my different rashes and bruises. And, <laughs> <laughs> and thankfully they didn't show on camera, which is the most important thing. Well, I mean, and that's the thing too, you know, you have to sort of realize at some point that unlike maybe a stage performance or even a, some other type of theatrical performance, you've got an overwhelming role because you've got to know that tens of millions of people are going to watch you every year, 24, 7, 365. I mean, that has to be somewhat daunting when you're sort of going and realizing what that role is going to be and how long this is really going to play for. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because I, I'm just me. And so I don't, I guess I sometimes forget that, that that exists. I mean, I don't have that kind of inflated perception of myself. So it's more of, I just feel like I've been given an opportunity to be a vehicle for people to get information, to enjoy themselves, to maybe try something new because I told them to do it. <laughs> um, but I, I, it, I'm happy when I first went down there, I had never been to Walt Disney World myself prior to that. And so I was, at the time, I wasn't thinking about, oh my gosh, millions of people are going to see me. I really wasn't thinking about that. It's the same kind of thing when I, when I got accepted to Juilliard. I didn't really think, oh my gosh, thousands of people got, it got rejected and I got accepted. I didn't even really think about that. I just thought, I'm, I'm getting to go here and now I'm getting to graduate from here and I'm getting to study and do all these amazing things. It's sort of after the fact that I, when people have a reaction, like, oh, you went to Juilliard or, oh, you're the Disney girl, that I kind of go, oh, yeah, I guess that's kind of, I guess that's sort of something, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I kind of just stay a little more, uh, it doesn't, I don't really, I don't know. Am I answering the question? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I wasn't I, I was sort of half joking when I talked about my son sort of having a crush on you because I think he is not alone. And if you sort of pay attention to discussions online, people are like, oh, my God, I love Stacy. I'm sure there's a lot of wives who are jealous of their husbands who are like we're keeping <laughs> Stacy on all night. Between you and the appliance direct guy, you guys basically <laughs> own the TV stations there. But, you know, I'm sure you've got to get that, too, sort of. Now you have this other role and, and people feel as though they know you from watching you and sort of feeling yeah. so familiar with you. Well, I think it's cool. I mean, I, I've, I'm recently on Facebook and people have been so, so lovely about how I affect their experience and just how they think I'm so warm and welcoming. And I, and I, they sometimes forget the certain aspects of the vacation, but they always remember me and they go on YouTube and they watch me because they miss it. And, it's really, really, I mean, it's so sweet, and that means so much to me. I have the most amazing fan base in the world. I mean, people are really, really kind. You know, of course, there's always the people that find me annoying, and that's fine, <laughs> because who isn't annoying sometimes? So anyway, I, you know, but everyone's entitled to their opinion, and, and as a performer, I don't really focus on it. It doesn't, the negativity or people thinking one thing about me, that's just part of me being in this business. And so, you know, they can do what they want to do and I'm going to keep doing what I do. And, and thankfully there's a remote control. So I, see, I don't think of it as negativity. You are Stacy is the, it's a small world of the Disney community. You love her 
and you're like, oh, it's Stacy again. I'm hearing Stacy in my voice. <laughs> yes, but yes, yes, I like the people that think I'm so annoying, though, but they know the show by heart. And I'm thinking, I mean, you you know the show. You've got to watch it a lot of times <laughs> to catch every little word. So it's kind of like that weird uh, backward comp- compliment, I think. But I love getting great comments and, and, and emails from people. And I do a, a charity thing on my, on my website, uh, com. I'm hugely involved in animal advocacy and, and I, people make donations for a headshot and I personally autograph it and personalize it to whomever. And then they make a $20 donation and I give all of that money to various charities for animals, especially some environmental as well. But it's really important for me to take care of our animals and to take care of our planet. So that's kind of my way of saying thank you for being a fan and here's something for you to have. And and people are really, really gracious and generous about wanting to help animals and help the planet. So, um, you know, in general, I feel like in my own way, my small way that I'm trying to do something and give back because I've been extremely fortunate and I don't take it for granted for a moment. And so I feel like it's my obligation to help something or someone else. I think it's great that you have such a wonderful charitable aspect to what you do in addition to sort of the, the joy that you give to people as well. And I'm certainly going to link to your site and all of your social stuff uh, in this week's show notes. And I'm sure you get donations and compliments Probably a few marriage proposals here and there via email and Facebook. There's got to be at least one. Somebody had to have emailed me like, Stacy, I've watched you hours and hours on end. Please. I... Well, I think they did. A, I think Disney did a great job of making me appearing but not threatening. You know, I mean, it's like and, and, and the goal is not for me to steal anybody's mate, you know, um, <laughs> But, I mean, that's not who I am. My gosh, my parents would thank me. But, you know, that's not that's not the goal. And I think that it's like I I think it may become – well, I did have this a couple of people along the way kind of do that kind of, um, oh, are you planning to be such and such anytime soon? Well, if you are, I could show you around, like that kind of stuff. But it's kind of subtle. It's not – Please, you know, marry me at such and such a time. <laughs> Subtle but creepy. So I, I get and it. Now you go from Pandora's box, Lou. They're coming. Uh oh. <laughs> I promise I will not post your your home address anywhere unless they make a big enough I'll donation. Forward, I will forward those inquiries to you. I'll say that Lou is handling my personal. Affairs. I am going to handle your dating schedule. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. All right. Let's, let's get off the dating of Stacy. Here come the softball questions. Here come the real easy softball questions about Disney that I have to ask you. Ready? Okay. Favorite yeah. attraction? Favorite attraction. Well, are all of the attractions listening? Because one of them's going to get up. I don't want them to get offended. But It's like picking a favorite I, child. You know you have one, but you just don't want to say it. But it's okay. You're among friends. And creepy guys don't want to date you. I know. I love... The Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith. Because seriously, I do love rock music and I love roller coasters. So it's like the perfect bite of food in one place. Oh, perfect. I, le- I was waiting for you to give me a Let's Rock Baby or one of those things, but that's all right. We'll, <laughs> we'll go on. Well, rock, baby. There you go. All right. 
Stacy, favorite resort? Not that people should camp out there looking for you, but your favorite resort on property. Favorite resort that I'm not presently at is, <laughs> um, well, gosh. Okay, here's my Switzerland diplomacy. Ready? So Grand Floridian is just absolutely an icon. You know, I mean, there's it's just absolutely, when you think about it, oh, my gosh, that's so beautiful. But it was cool. I've, I've stayed at just about all of them. And how much do you love having your own African savanna outside your room at the Animal Kingdom Lodge? But when I stay on the boardwalk at the Yacht Club or the Beach Club, I can get a homemade Reese's peanut butter cup. Well, it's not Reese's. A homemade Disney peanut butter cup anytime I want. So, See, I love you in a non-creepy kind of way because, <laughs> because not only did you get it around to food, but you gave a Lou Mangello lawyer answer. My top 10s on the shows are more like top 330s. So one answer, you get three or four in there. You and I are... You notice there's the top seven must-sees? There's like 7,000 in seven. And the must-dos, there's a lot of... I mean, yeah. You must so, do no, it's, everything. It's like kicking your favorite child or me saying, which of my two cats is my favorite? I can't. I just absolutely can't do it. Right. And we know you have one. You just don't want to say it out loud. That's fine. That's that's okay. <laughs> That's a troublemaker. I know. You must be a very good attorney. Are you a very good attorney? I'm a recovering attorney. I don't do that anymore. (laughs) You got out while you could. I got out while I was still somewhat sane. So. All right. Well, if I have any legal problems, I guess I can't call you. I am not your guy. But you want to go to you want to go eat somewhere in Disney World? I'm your man. And again, in a non-creepy kind of way. Okay. Excellent. (laughs) If you could work. If you could work, and, and listen, you're Stacy, but if you could work at one attraction or somewhere in Walt Disney World, what would you want to do? <gasps> wow. Okay. Um, well, I do like World Showcase because I like, you sort of feel like you're using your passport, but you're still home. So I love, I, well, I love all the different stores and all, you know, I love all the different little tchotchkes and things you can buy from different places. I don't know. I don't love the heat. So I don't think I would want to be a ride operator. I'm so sorry because if it's outside, I'm going to get really upset when it's hot. So I'm going to have to pass on that. But I think that I think being, oh gosh, I think I would just want to live in the Magic Castle, like set up my home in the Magic Castle. Can I do that? Sure. StacyJaswad.com home base, Cinderella Castle. Why not? That's a really hard question. What would you do? Well, how much time do you have? Because I'll give you the lawyer answer. I I would want to do something where I could interact with guests and help them enjoy and appreciate the parks more. So like a tour guide, um, mm-hmm. something where I wasn't sort of confined to a script where I could sort of yeah. interact with them sort of one-on-one or in small groups uh, and do things with them to sort of enjoy and explore and appreciate the parks and hopefully be somewhere around food. So, Well, I think what I would do actually, Lou, I would be the host of the must-dos at Disney. Dream come, dreams really be- do come true. I would just, you know, and I do, I have like the best job because I get to do everything and go everywhere 
and I get to talk about it and I get to play with the characters and they're so fun. I love dancing with them and running around with them and talking to them and they're so amazing. All right. So most important question and choose wisely, Stacey. Your favorite. Oh my gosh. Is this for the trip to Hawaii? This okay. is it. This is for the one to Alani. You and a listener will have a week vacation in Alani. <laughs> what is your favorite restaurant in Walt Disney World? Oh, uh, see. <laughs> and look, if it's Pecos you are Bills. You not a nice man. <laughs> um, I, oh boy. Well, it, I'm, you know what? I'm not answering that. What are you going to do? Sue me? <laughs> not anymore. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> see, I wanted to make sure you weren't a part. No, I mean, you know, doing the living seas is pretty cool. You know, getting to watch people and fish and stuff. And we know I love my fish. Fish, fish, fish. Everywhere fish. Um, oh, but, yeah, but, you know, World Showcase. I mean, where can you get a crepe? And then you, you get a little Moroccan food and you get a little gelato. I mean, again, it's difficult. That's all right. Like- Listen, multiple answers are accepted here. It's not the bar exam. Even if, so- you ask me to- if you ask me tomorrow, then I would probably have a different answer because... You know, my palate changes daily. Right. Sometimes you want a burger. Sometimes you might want a filet and everything in between. So that's cool. Well, actually, yeah. Actually, the meat is safe. Uh, the meat's safe. Or you may want to have a, a kakigori in Japan, or you may want to have a Dole Whip. But again, same idea, just different food groups. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I don't, I don't really do the meat thing. So that's probably safe from me. Yeah, I I think it's yeah I think it's gonna because I, I love to cook I'm a really good cook and baker and stuff and so you know my my yeah my palate changes every day. So. Stop saying you're a good cook and a good baker because you're making yourself even more attractive to the creepy guy that's looking for you at the beach club now. <laughs> I'm not there, man, with creepy intentions. I'm not there. All right, so you're you're the you're the must see girl, the must do girl, top seven thousand girl. Is there anything? And I'm sure in doing that, you've gotten gotten to experience a lot in Walt Disney World. Is there anything that you haven't done there that you would love to do, or place that you'd love to go that you haven't been yet? Um. Well, I was there. I was actually at Disney World promoting a film I was in at a film festival. So I was I went to the parks not as Stacy, just as Stacy. And I did the whole behind the scenes tour. And that was really interesting because I got to see parts that I didn't normally get to see. But the, the the cool thing is is that I literally I mean I get to be everywhere and do everything and I get to ride stuff over and over again depending on what we need to do. And so Now I find, actually, like I went to Disneyland not too long ago, and I rode one ride, and then I got off, and it was like, can can I ride that again? It's like, (laughs) really? I I got three more in me here. Can I, you know, so that was kind of weird, because I'm very, when I go to any kind of an amusement park, it's like, uh, I'm, I'm used to riding things multiple times, so. But I feel like I really have gotten to do the best of the best. I mean, um, I, I don't do a lot of the kid. I don't really do the kid 
rides, even though I'm as tall as a small child, I don't really do the kid <laughs> stuff. I don't spend a lot of time in the kiddie rides. But I'll leave those to the professionals. Gotcha. And so you've you've come back. You've done a uh, you did an update a couple of years ago. Any plans maybe about for for future updates? We will need more Stacy. Stacy. Well, you know, I think that without you know destroying the magic, Lou. I think that it's safe to say that I'll be around for a little while. That's what we wanted to hear. And listen, just a, a friendly suggestion for future updates, a little more peppy, a little more energy. Stop phoning it in. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll, I'll, I'll zip it up a little. Yeah, I know. I'm getting a little, a little <laughs> low-key. I will. I'll, I'll try to zing it up a little for you. Well, Stacey, you li- truly are living the dream. You know, your, your dreams have come true from the... the child performing at home to going to Juilliard. And now you are forever going to be known as the Disney girl. And that is a good thing. Uh, But you do have lots of other projects going on. Uh, Again, in addition to your wonderful philanthropic work with animal cruelty and homelessness, they can find out everything that you do, not everywhere that you are, at Stacey J. Aswad. I'll put a link to that in this week's show notes, as well as all your social stuff. You've got Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and, and lots more going on. Yeah, please come please come to my Facebook page. It's Stacey J. Aswad Host, and I'd love to, to say hi to people. I, I, I answer everything, and, and I, um, you know, I love to to meet all my all my fans so come on over and and like me in quotes <laughs> everybody likes stacy now you can officially <laughs> like her on facebook so yay we can make it official <laughs> you can be stacy's bff just by clicking the like button yay <laughs> i love it yes oh. i'm recently on facebook and it's been really nice people have really um, and uh, they're, they seem very happy to have found me because I, I wasn't on for a long time, but I have been on for the last few months. So um, we're working on growing the numbers and getting more people uh, connecting with each other. And it's fun because we had a, one day we had a whole conversation about what people's favorite confections were on Main Street, and that was really fun. So sometimes we have topics where people will divulge their, fav- their you know, deep information and secrets about what they like or what they've done and that's cool and again you always bring it back to food this is just one of the many reasons stacy j oswald <laughs> that we don't we just like you we love you again non-creepy kind of way uh but i want to direct people over so that they can like you and friend you and follow you uh in all those different kind of ways and i want to thank you not only for your time Tonight, I couldn't think of a better way to spend my Friday evening than with Stacy J. Oswald, but also for your time for the article that we did in Celebrations Magazine. I want to encourage people to go and check out issue 17, 18 of Celebrations Magazine. We have a great interview with Stacy there as well. Uh, find out a little bit more about her, not necessarily where she is at this exact moment. That is true. That is true, Lou. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much. This was such a pleasure, and um, thanks to everybody out there for listening. Chomp, chomp. And it's a lot like going to the real Africa, but without all the malaria shots and stuff. We're four-wheeling now, baby. I love the giraffe vehicle. I see giraffe over two.
Let me just fix my... Come with me. Quick, you're burning. Why me? I'm on the top of the world. I am talking about water slides out the wazoo. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks so much for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. Thanks again to my special guest, Stacey J. Oswald. I'm going to put links to all Stacey's websites and information and Twitter and Facebook in this week's show notes over at wdwradio.com. There you can also comment on this week's show by clicking on the podcast link and clicking on show number 234. You can also contact me by emailing me at lou at wdwradio.com or be heard on the air by calling the voicemail toll-free 888-703-2171 with a question, comment, or just saying hello from the parks. And while you're on the website, be sure to explore all the different ways that you can get some Disney magic delivered anytime, anywhere, including my audio tours of the Magic Kingdom on CD or download, my Walt Disney World trivia books, iPhone apps, including the free WDW Radio app, and the all-new Walt Disney World trivia app and on the site or on iTunes you can check out all of our back episodes of the show our daily blog posts with lots of great new contributors new contests photo galleries some new videos coming very very soon and more also be sure to watch our live video broadcast and chat every Wednesday night at 7.30pm Eastern at www.newscast.com there we'll talk about that week's Walt Disney World news in a live interactive chat and if you can't make it live that's okay you can watch it on YouTube or on the WW Radio blog or catch the audio in the iTunes feed. Remember, too, I want you to be part of the WW Radio community and family. So we're there. You can meet other Disney fans in our discussion forums or in person at our Meets of the Month and other events like the WW Radio Cruise on the Disney Dream in November 2012. And in just a couple of weeks, if you are going to be out at the D23 Expo, Please come by the WW Radio Celebrations Mouse Fan Travel booth. And if you can't make it there, that's okay, because we are going to bring the expo to you. And you can watch and chat during our full live coverage of all three days from the expo floor at d23expolive.com. If you visit that site now, you can check out some videos from the 2009 event get a sense of what may be coming in just a couple of weeks. Be sure and follow me over on Twitter. I am at Lou Mangiello and join the WDW Radio page at facebook.com slash WDW Radio. If you want to get some Disney magic delivered right to your door, come by celebrationspress.com. There you can subscribe, order back issues of Celebrations Magazine. And again, we got a couple of new things we're working on for the site. Definitely stay tuned and keep checking back at celebrationspress.com for more. Also, check out LouMangello.com for more about me, some of the other things I'm doing, including private tours of Walt Disney World, speaking opportunities, and lots more. Big thanks to our partners and sponsors, including Mouse Fan Travel. They are my recommended travel provider because they don't only give you the best possible service and discounts that are available, but it's really about the level of service that they give you that is their hallmark and comes at no additional cost to you. So whether you're going to Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney, where we're heading out in just under a week, visit mousefantravel.com. When you're coming to Walt Disney World, be sure and check out allstarvacationhomes.com. Maybe you're looking for something like a condo or a seven-bedroom home that has a private pool, a spa, kitchen, game room, multiple master bedrooms. Bring the whole family, bring your friends, and again, check them out over at allstarvacationhomes.com. 
And if you want to stay right in the heart of Walt Disney World, be sure and check out the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin. It not only has the heavenly beds that you hear me talking and tweeting about all the time, but more than 17 world-class restaurants and lounges, Blue Zoo, Il Molino, Shula's, Kimono's, just some of my favorites. They also have a great Mandara Spa, boat service, right to Epcot and the studios, lots of other Disney benefits and more. Again, check them out over at swananddolphin.com. That is going to do it for this week's show. Lots going on uh, that I'm going to share with you over the next couple of weeks, including coverage from our adventures by Disney and the D23 Expo. As always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, I promise you that. If you like the show, all I ask is that you please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Share it on Facebook or Google+. And please come by iTunes. Rate and review the show and the WDW Radio apps over in the iTunes store. And again, there is no time like right now to start pursuing your passion. Take that leap of faith that it's going to take to make your dreams come true. And when you do, always keep moving forward. Again, my friends, thanks so much for taking the time and tuning in this week. I sincerely appreciate it. So until next time, I hope you have a great week, everybody. See ya. Hello, Lou. This is Johnny up in Minnesota, and we are booking our vacation right now. And we happen to find that free dining is now being extended from March, October 2011 through March 2012. Thought you'd like to know for So we're very happy about this. We love your show, and have a good night. Hey, Lou. Jen Tremley with from Bristol, Connecticut, calling. Just wanted to let you know that I just listened to this week's show, show number 232, uh, interview with Pete Renaday, and uh, man, you hit it out of the ballpark um, with this one. Well, all of you, all of your podcasts, you hit out of the ballpark. But um, I really thoroughly enjoyed this. It was so cool to hear that voice um, from so many of my favorite attractions, you know, at Walt Disney World. Um, I was able to go on Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea before um, they got rid of it. Um, since I've been going to Disney World since 1986. Um, but I never really was a huge, huge fan of that attraction, but I am a huge fan of Country Bear Jamboree as well as the TTA. Um, I love both of those rides. They're probably some of my top favorites, um, and it was just so cool to, you know, hear you talking with Henry um, from Country Bears, you know, or from the TTA. Um, so it was really cool. I really thoroughly enjoyed it as always, and, um, again, you just you do an awesome job of what you do. Um, and um, I'm just going back through and listening to all your different podcasts now since I've caught up with all the more recent ones, um, going back and listening to all your old ones before I started listening to you, and I'm currently listening to show number 33 today. So um, anyway, uh, thanks again uh, for everything you do, and I will talk to you soon. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Hi, Lou. This is Anna Collins from Austin, Texas. I was just listening to show 12 about Horizon. And the other day I was listening to your show, and the challenge was what fifth gate would you create if you had no limit? And I was thinking, what if they did a horizon fifth gate where in it wasn't just a ride, but it was concepts for the future, um, where it was rides and attractions and shows all about tomorrow. And so it would be the best of Tomorrowland, the best of... Walt's vision for the original Epcot. Um, I don't know. It just sounded so exciting from your show, and I thought, wouldn't it be cool if for a fifth gate we could experience 
that through multiple levels of entertainment. Well, thank you so much for what you do. Every show is amazing. I love visiting the world every day while I listen to your podcast. And see ya.